My waves get lost in the ocean. Seven billion swimmers, man, I'm going through the motions. Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hey, welcome to High Road to Humanity, and this is Nancy, you're out your host, and every week we bring you such interesting stories, and this week is no different. Um, we're going to talk about the Greek god Apollo and some of the Greek gods and some of the spiritual findings that my guest Kate Montana has found, and she's written a wonderful book. It's called Apollo and Me, and it's loved by a forgotten God, across lifetimes, what would you do? How cool is this? And um, before I bring Kate on, I just want to read a little bit out of her book and tell you a little bit about her. So here we go. I want you guys to sit back and relax. And I pulled up chapter three here of Apollo or Me. And here we go. I spent the three-hour trip on the bus back to Athens and the rest of that night in my Airbnb room, rehashing my experience on the mountain. Was I crazy? Had it really happened? How could something like that have happened? But then why not? The Apollo cult at Delphi had been built around visions. For over a thousand years, the prophecies of the Pythia, the priestess, mouthpiece of Apollo, had been sought by kings and queens, pharaohs and generals. Was what happened to me so different? Kate goes on to say, it's the 21st century. It was broad daylight. You weren't in a cave inhaling hallucinogenic gases, and you aren't a priestess. There is supposedly some writer taking a well-deserved holiday. Yes, well, minor details. Again, my thoughts travel back to my strange attraction for the man, or whatever the hell he was, and my even more wildly strange why, oh why, if what happened really happened, did I do what I did? How could I possibly have turned him down? How could I have been that stupid? And yet, how could I have done anything different? Wow, this is a steamy book, you guys, and it's about the Greek god Apollo, and Kate tells about her experience. Now, let me give you a little bit of information about Kate Montana before I bring her in. She is a dauntless explorer of inner and outer worlds. Kate Montana, Montana M.A., speaks right and teaches about the ego, evolutionary psychology, consciousness, quantum physics, gender archetypes, and divine feminine. You know, she's a former network television production engineer and editor for ABC, NBC, CBS, ESPN, BBC, and HBO. Wow. Kate also spent many years as a newspaper reporter in the specific Pacific Northwest. Over the course of her life, she has traveled extensively, meditated a lot, she says, worked with plant medicines with shamans in the Amazon jungle of Peru, the Andes in Ecuador, and the deserts of New Mexico. Hey, I'm from New Mexico, by the way, Kate. So she studied yoga and participated in ancient alchemy goddess-based um, consecration rituals in India, explored prehistoric South Africa, ruins on horseback, hike solo through England's sacred sites. Boy, Kate, you've done all kinds of stuff. Welcome to High Road to Humanity. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> Nancy, you know, it's always amazing when somebody reads that and I just go, yeah. who the heck is that? <laughs> yeah, right? That is so awesome. You're such an interesting person and I'm so glad to have you on the show today. Me too. Thank you, Nancy. 
You're welcome. I liked your book. I didn't read the whole thing, but it was steamy. I wanted to read the whole thing. But I I started out just like amazed at your story. And I guess the first thing I want to ask you, and let me just tell the audience, this book just came out in June. Is that right, Kate? Uh, In May, yeah. May, I'm sorry, May of this year. It's really cool. You can get it at Barnes & Noble. But, Kate, I am intrigued with your background. Like, how did you go from working for all of these companies, broadcasting companies, basically, and then going into the spiritual realm? I mean, how did that transition? I want to hear your story. Oh, my God. Well, if we got five hours. Um <laughs> Basically, you know, Nancy, basically I, I did probably what most people have done in life. I, I did society's um, happiness formula uh, because that's what I thought would work. I got a good education. I um, didn't do I, – I, I didn't inhale too much. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I got a great career after I got out um, I, in television. Um, I found just the right man, um, had a had nice house, a great dog, you know, the whole nine yards. And I hit 30, and I realized life really wasn't so great at all, and that I was desperately missing something inside and was basically unhappy and unfulfilled. And I was like, well, what the hell? I've done everything that my mother told me was going to make me happy. Right, right. Except with the exception of having a baby, and I I don't want children. I was very clear about that very early on in my life. And I was like, I ain't going to go there. So what's left? And the only the only other path to explore was internal. And right. so I, I turned within. Um, I'd never been impressed with uh, organized religion. I'd always kind of found it embarrassing, actually. <laughs> um, now, did and, you grow up in the church or no? Um, yeah. I, 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 my mother took me to church because she was supposed to, because she was raised to believe that you had to raise a child and, and take them to church right. because that's what you did to be a good mother, not because she believed in anything. And so I was raised in the Episcopalian um, religion, which is next door to Catholicism, and, um, but with no conviction. I was just, and I never wanted to go. I had to be dragged to church every Sunday protesting, and finally I wore my mother out and she gave up. But I also ended up in a Catholic convent school when I was in high school because it was the only decent educational institution around. Um, So, and I really respected the nuns. I I found them highly admirable as opposed to most of my um, peers' attitudes about them. and if it hadn't been for the religion, I probably if it hadn't been for religion, Nancy, I probably would have become a nun because I was deeply impressed with their with their passion for God, which right. in my you know, I was raised on a farm in Virginia, so you know I kind of translated the whole God thing to nature. Nature right. made sense. Religion seemed to be a whole bunch of cock and bull stories, as far as I was concerned, that were just nonsensical. And uh, but yeah. nature. Wow, I could always rely on that, this natural world of ours to support me, inspire me, lift me up, um, soothe me when, you know, times were troubled and... And, uh, yeah, you yeah. know, it's so funny. I listen to you talk, and, and I hear exactly what you're saying. I grew up on a farm in Ohio, and we went to church, too. But I didn't get a lot out of it. It's the same as you. And then I got older, and the same thing. You know, you think, well, there's got to be something else. And then you try to figure out, well, it's not on the outside because I have money and I have all the things. And then you do realize it's from the inside, and that's when you start searching. Now, did you start working with um, – 
you know, a shaman or what did you do? What was your first step to kind of, you know, get into the spiritual realm? I started to meditate. Um, cool. <laughs> uh, another that's long cool, story. that's what works, right? <laughs> yeah, because that's what works. Um, basically, my dog ran away. I got a divorce, and it was, you know, all, life was miserable, and um, and um, my dog ran away. And I, in desperation, I ended up going to the friend said, Jesus, why don't you go to this psychic and, you know, and see what's going on? And so I did. I went to a psychic, not that I believed in her or anything. And she said my dog would come back in 11 days, and then, and not to worry, um, but basically that I wasn't doing what I was here to here to do. And she just jerked a knot in my head. She just said, "You know, you got to wake up. You got a you you've got a mission here, um, and you need to start meditating. You need to stop drinking as much as you do." I I definitely was drinking too much in my television days, and basically get my head on straight. And I just thought she was full of it, and and uh, went home. And damned if my doc didn't come back exactly eleven days later. And so I was like, "Huh? Well, if she was right about yeah. that." What about the rest yep. of it? So, yep. and you're, plus the fact that I just wasn't happy. And I just went, well, you know, well, what the heck? Let me let me try something else on. So, yeah, I really didn't. I, I read the book. Get this. This was my introduction to spirituality. I read okay. Autobiography of a Yogi, uh, the oh, story cool. of Par- Paramahansa Yogananda. And it yeah. blew my mind. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. So, I, you know, I didn't get any formal meditation training. I just, I just figured That's I would okay. look I, inside I and see what was there. <laughs> and I still do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's awesome. And I think this, you know, we've got about three minutes to break. But I think this happens to a lot of us. And this is why I do this show, because just like you, and it's wonderful to hear your story, because it's so real. And it's exactly what happened to you. And it's very similar to what happened to me. You know, you you look around and you think, wait a minute, why am I not fulfilled? And a lot of people don't realize you're missing, you're missing what uh, the spiritual part of it. You're we're spiritual people. And there is a God and you can call it whatever you want divine. But we have to feel fulfilled on the inside because all the stuff doesn't do that and uh, people go to search and I'm, I'm a psychic too and but I go to psychics as well because sometimes you need a little guidance you know mm-hmm. oh absolutely and, and, I, it, that the last you. Place, and the last place we're taught to ever see, seek guidance is from within ourselves right. it's the last right. place we're taught to look and, and, why, I, oh, and you wonder why is that why is everything so backwards well, because, you know, fundamentally, Nancy, because we don't know who we really are. We mm-hmm. are confused. We believe that we are our bodies and that these lives that we lead are our lives. When some, yeah. something fundamentally different is going on. And, mm-hmm. you know, and we're, and we're taught because, we, you know, our, our senses turn us outside. Right, our instead of inside. Yes. Command yes. us to turn outside. And so we're always looking for answers outside of us. I agree and, with you. And, and I got to tell you, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but yeah. we got about one minute to go. But that's why I really like this book, because you were not afraid to say, and we're going to talk about this, you guys, because she goes to Greece and she's going to tell her story um, about how she goes to Greek, Greece and to this island. And it's pronounced Peros. Is that right? Peros. The, Peros. Peros. Okay. Peros. And you meet the Greek god Apollo. 
Mm-hmm. And that is just, and you know, I thought this is so cool. Cause I said, my husband, I said, Oh, I'm reading this book and she meets Apollo and he's like, what? And I said, yeah, but it's so when you're open-minded and you're spiritual and you believe in energy, then you start to believe some of this stuff and you realize that anything is possible. And that's what's so interesting about your book, actually, Kate. Um, you guys, we'll be back here in a minute. We're here with Kate Montana and her book is Apollo and Me. And I know you guys can pick this up. Is it Amazon? And where else, Kate? Is that right? Do you have um, a website? Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any other, any other bookstore. If it's not there, they can order it. Okay, we'll be right back. Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30-minute coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Hey, all you High Road listeners out there. I just want to take a moment to share with you our new sponsor. I've been working with BestRadioTravel.com to bring the lowest hotel prices to my loyal listeners. Stay tuned during the show to hear more about how you can save 15 to 30% off your hotel rate. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yarrow, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyearout.com. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to The High Road. Hey, welcome back to High Road to Humanity. And we're here today with Kate Montana. And she's written a fabulous book, you guys. It's called Apollo and Me. And I would like, Kate, would you tell us, um, I read some of the book, but the audience hasn't yet. So will you tell us, you ended up on a Greek island. And what happened to you? Can you tell a little bit of the story? 
Oh, absolutely. Um, it was 2015. I was on a contract with Simon & Schuster with my last book, which was a nonfiction title called The E-Word, Ego, Enlightenment, and Other E-Essentials, which was all about ego, um, ego psychology, evolution, and enlightenment, and understanding those different states of consciousness. A very intense book. So I had a friend. I, I lived in the Pacific Northwest at that point, and a dear friend of mine has a gorgeous house on the island of Paros in the Aegean Sea. And she said, gee, do you want to come and just stay at the house for three months with me and finish the book? And I was like, well, yeah. Where do I yeah, who wouldn't, right? Who <laughs> wouldn't? And it was gorgeous. So I, yeah, I was deep in the, in the throes of, of writing this book, and, and I landed in Athens, and I hadn't been in Greece since I was 19. Now, Greece was the very first place I ever wanted to travel when I was a little girl because I'd always had a thing, <laughs> guess what, about the Greek god Apollo and the other pantheon of gods in Greek mythology. And oh Delphi was the... Was, yeah, Delphi was the place I wanted to go. And so, um, yeah, so that's where I, I made a beeline for Delphi when I was 19. I hadn't been back since then. So, you know, 40-odd years later, here I am, and I want to go back to Delphi. So I did the tourist thing the first day, and the temples were amazing and magnificent, and just like I remembered, except there were more tourists around. And yeah. But the next day, I just wanted to take a break from the crowds, and I hiked up early Sunday morning. I, I hiked up um, Mount Parnassus up behind the temple complex. And I was way high up on the mountain and overlooking the Pleistus River Valley and the Sea of Corinth. And it was April. I was in Greece. You know, I'm on a, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm on contract with Simon and Schuster. Every writer's dream, every author's dream, you know, writing a book. Oh my God, look at me. I'm special. La la la. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm writing That's a book cool. about the That's ego. Cool. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. <laughs> So anyway, I'm, I'm sitting there minding my own business, and all of a sudden I had a vision. I, I saw this beautiful man, and he just bounded over the rocks to me and sat down next to me said, and said, Hi, I'm Apollo. I have things to tell humanity. Let's talk. And then poof, that was that. And it was like, what the hell? Um, it was Sunday morning. Um, I had had a couple of cups of Greek coffee, which would get anybody wired, but isn't going to, you know, stone you out. And I was like, right. what the heck happened? And so, and, and I was just so captivated. He had copper colored eyes. Oh, man. wow. Yeah, it was just, it was, he was so intense and so beautiful. And I, you know, so I, I blew off the rest of my, my, my hike because I couldn't do anything except, you know, just think about what, what just happened. And I literally staggered back down the mountain and turned, pulled out my laptop and started writing about the encounter. And I just tuned into his energy. And, mm -hmm. I, and, you know, immediately this information and this story started to unfold. And it, it, it unfolded as a, as a novel, which I was really surprised because I'm a nonfiction writer. And, you know, for God's sakes, I write about quantum physics and consciousness, okay? Right, and I, right. you know, I've got a master's degree in psychology. I, I, I'm wired for a lot of left brain stuff. And this just took me into a totally different realm, Nancy. And, well, and you, uh, I, I didn't even want to get back to writing the book I was on contract to write, but, you know, I had to. So I got back to the you island. Had to finish it, yeah. I finished well, that book, but within 
three days of writing that book, I was back at my computer communing with Apollo or whatever that energy is. Um, uh, and because I, I had to know what he had to say to humanity. Well, you channeled the book, and so we need to tell the audience that. So as you, so as you wrote, a lot of people channel um, and they write physically, right, with a pen. But you did this on the computer, and so, and I know what this is like because I've written and had the information come from above. But a lot of people don't know what this is like. So you would sit down, and it would just come to you. Yes. Yeah, um, I've I've always when I'm writing a book, I I'm kind of a crazy person. I just will start like at four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning, and sometimes if I'm in the flow, which I usually am, um, I just will go until you know I'll go till late at night, just taking breaks. Well, and when yeah. you go into and you know when you're in that place, um, I know I'm in an alpha state, not a beta brainwave state, and. Either that or possibly dropping into theta when I write. And because mm-hmm. even my nonfiction books, I've, I've always gotten information um, from the unseen, if you will, from, from that larger consciousness that we actually are, but that when we're, you know, walking, talking, chewing gum and rushing to work and, you know, standing in line at Starbucks and, and looking at our cell phone, we, you know, we're so wired and we're so grounded in our physical bodies and so insanely busy in our minds. And we think this is our life. <laughs> we, we, think this, right. we think that's it. And, and that, you know, that's the tiniest possible sliver of existence that we're, that we're living in. And we're missing 99.9% of what's going on around us. I agree. And you start, and once you become more spiritual, you start to see what goes on around you. You're more aware. It's like you're more in tune with the energy. You know, I'm curious, what did Apollo, what is his message for humanity? What did he tell you that really stuck out to you that we need to know? Oh, God, that we have to resurrect what the divine feminine is. But the divine feminine and the divine masculine are energies. You know, it's it's not about physical body parts. It's it's we've reduced these massive archetypal forces called yin and yang, feminine and masculine, um, the the electromagnetic forces of positive and negative, which are the very foundations of creation itself. Um, We've reduced it to penises and vaginas and 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 hot dates and Tinder. And it's like, oh my! And 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 the Me Too movement, and gender discrimination, and the battle of the sexes, and and yet what we're dealing with, Nancy, is ever so much more magnificent and and spiritual, if you will. It's we're dealing with the the creative forces of life itself, and men and women are different. And this is one of the things that Apollo wanted to point out, is that enough of this, you know, everybody's the same. Equality is not sameness. You know, and, and he's, his, his huge message was that he actually, I didn't know this, Apollo was the only Greek god who had women in his temples. He had priestesses, not priests. Because, yeah, and I read that you were a priestess, or back in now when you write about that you were a priestess with him, that in a reincarnation that really happened. You really feel that, yes. I I feel that I must have. 
Absolutely. Okay. I mean, to have been okay. so drawn at an early age to be so drawn to Apollo, to right. you know, to going to Delphi, the first crack out of the barrel when I got out of the United States, it was just like it just got plain as the nose on my face. Now, have I had like crystal clear memories of this? No, I have not. Okay. But there's this felt sense and such a familiarity, and it right. just and then this story unfolded through me, and it's just like, well, this is kind of a no brainer. Obviously, I've. I've tuned into this energy. I've danced with this energy called Apollo before. And now, he talks about, uh, you talk about in the book, do you play the harp? Yeah, I do. See, that's what blew my mind, because all this is just, like, too coincidental, you know what I mean? Because he, he's, like, uh, all about the music and the dance, yes? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was yeah. the, he's the, uh, Apollo is the god of light, wisdom, masculine beauty, music and he's the god of healing now how did you how long have you played the harp i have played the harp ever since i'm trying to think 1986 it's wow. been an on and off it's been an on and off love affair um a harp is is rather a large instrument um <laughs> it's not i know i just think portable. it's awesome and it makes a whole lot of sense you know what i mean it's like, yeah oh this is really great because how many people do you know that play the harp not that many exactly. and it's a beautiful instrument and it comes from that time you know stems from that time from what else does he tell us that we that you would like to share with us that that we should know the, the wounding of the feminine in, in our soul has been beyond our comprehension and that the ramifications of the marginalization and the abuse of women for the last 3,000 years, ever since the patriarchal sky gods were introduced, basically um, Jehovah-based um, religions, the Western religions of, of man, now, right. you know, he made it really, really clear that, yes, the, the, the masculine is a divine force, and it has its own characteristics, very left-brained, very aggressive, very linear, very logical, very narrow-minded, very structured, very rule-bound. Well, that's the definition of religion right there. And, yeah. and, and the, the feminine it is so wildly unstructured so free so utterly chaotic and i'm going to use the word chaos in the in the right word because um chaos is chronos was um the, the chaos is actually a god that preceded all of creation and but there's a divine order to chaos it's just so unlinear and illogical to the left brain function that we can't fathom its logic but there's so much but that's the that's the that's the intelligence the the feminine intelligence that is the face of god itself which is physical matter which is right. our world it is the feminine it is the feminine showing up and well Kate, don't you control. think yeah, I don't want to interrupt you. We've got about one minute to break here. But um, sure. I really think, this is my opinion, that, you know, when you read the Bible, there are a lot of books. I believe Mary Magdalene probably wrote a book. But why don't we see that in the Bible? Now, I know they found different books. But when the men write the Bible, it was almost meant, I think, to keep women in their place. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. We can get into this, and, 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 and yeah. Apollo talked a lot about that uh, and the coming of Christ and what his, what his whole message was. 
which has been edited severely by. Right. And I feel that. All right. Well, listen, we've got 30 seconds before we go to break. (laughs) But when we come back, I really want to talk about this because I've always said that intuitively. I've always felt that, that, you know, there's a lot of parts of the Bible that are left out because men took over. I don't know because they were physically stronger than women. And that's how this all happened. But it has happened. And it's been a in 3000 years. I mean, that's crazy. We'll be right back with Kate Montana. We'll be talking. But make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road. Toginet Radio has partnered with one of the largest travel booking engines in the world to offer savings of 15% to 30% or more on hotel booking fees through our own web portal, www.bestradiotravel.com. Discover the discount you can receive by going to bestradiotravel.com forward slash Nancy to see for yourself. This is a custom booking site for the listeners of my show through Toginet Radio. We have negotiated special rates at over 650,000 hotels worldwide to save our customers money. Our members leverage our massive buying power to save thousands of dollars by booking with us. BestRadioTravel.com can beat the best prices offered by any other major travel booking website. Please go to BestRadioTravel.com slash Nancy to sign up and enjoy the discounts. That is BestRadioTravel.com forward slash Nancy. Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? What if you were given the ability to change your life for the better, to create what you want for yourself? What if I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire? This was my discovery many years ago. As a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me, and I learned how to use it for my benefit. When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. Because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up, The Universe is Speaking to You. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. And may the energy of the universe... We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road.
Hey guys, welcome back to High Road to Humanity. And hey, listen, if you need a psychic reading, go to my website. Go, You can go to nancyyearout.com or you can email me, nancyyearout at gmail.com and we'll set up an appointment for you. We are here today with Kate Montana. She's really interesting and really fun and she's teaching us what Apollo has to tell, the Greek god Apollo has to say. And her book's called Apollo and Me. You can get it at Barnes & Noble. You can get it at Amazon. Kate, what's your website? Uh, www.katemontana.com and that's with okay. Kate with a C <laughs> yes ma'am with the C you guys um, we were talking on break and I just want to continue the conversation I get to talk to Kate on break and we were talking about women and before we left we were talking about Apollo's message and what has happened between the male and the female and I just want to ask you what did he say how did this all happen to where it changed the dynamic and the energy and, and how did all this occur did he tell you or were you able to channel that? Absolutely. Um, you know, we, humanity was cruising along mostly on their right brain function, and which is in alignment with the goddess religions, which is in alignment with the lifestyle, the nomadic and the early agricultural lifestyle we were living. We were creatures of the earth. And so, and but when writing was introduced, writing is a language is a, is writing is a left brain function, and when writing really took off, and then mathematics was introduced into our society, these are all wonderful developments uh, in human consciousness. So, because we we were we were essentially right brained function entities, we had to balance out and start using the rest of our capacity, which was the intellect which is a structured, logical mind. So language and mathematics and then science was born and philosophy. And these are all very left-brain, logical, if you will, masculine constructs. Great, but (laughs) what happened was all of a sudden when the left-brain function kicked in and mankind rose in his power of his intellect, all of a sudden there was this huge reassessment of humanity and where we had been and the goddess which was seen as chaotic and dysfunctional and um, unpredictable and unrulable um, unstructured unpredictable and and that flew in the, that was an affront basically to the left brain to the masculine where hey you know we've got to control everything we've got to figure everything out we've got to know where we who and what we are which is a beautiful beautiful evolutionary development for humanity let's ask these questions who am i where did i come from what is life what is this and start investigating well, Kate, do you, do you think this is where we lost our spiritual self because we became too intellectual? You know, we haven't, we've never lost our spiritual selves, but we have gotten sidetracked. And, you know, it's like a kid. You, you introduce a new toy and, and they're just obsessed. And, right. and, and humanity is basically in, in, in adolescence. You know, actually, we're in our horrible teen years. Um, you know, we, we, we've got both capacities, both the left and right brain, and we are fixated on left brain function. The, when, the, when, the, when the masculine structured sky gods came to the foreground, the goddess was, was basically destroyed very deliberately because once humanity, once mankind took control, I mean, number one, they had the physical strength 
to subdue right. women and shut them the hell up. And, um, and you know, never underestimate the value of disdain. Okay. There was a tremendous disdain for the feminine and for feminine illogic, if you will. It's just a different kind of logic. But to the men, it was worthless. And and they you know they pulled us out of this you know Jehovah and and the, the masculine Yahweh you know they pulled us out of the chaos of dysfunction of the feminine and put us on the righteous path of you know logic and structure and rules so that we can be good little Christian men and women and you know go to go to heaven when this is over and you know and the whole premise is, is we know what the hell's going on we know who we are and we know how it is because we've you know we have made god in our own image and now we've got the rules and you better follow them and then everybody yeah, but, it lives in fear it's it's really Kate, amazing we we've gotten to this point where now people are so outside of themselves okay so here's what i think and i just want to say this and tell me i want to know your opinion i just see people so outside of themselves some people have come to you know, you and I, other people have figured out, okay, wait, there's more to this. This is, look within, there is a God. This isn't it. There's more to this. I mean, do you think we'll get to a point where people start to realize that? I think it's inevitable. Um, The flow of life is evolutionary. It's always towards greater and greater expression. You can only paint yourself into a corner for so long. The the, the spirit will break out. The spirit is breaking out. The chaos that we're seeing in our society, in in our politicism, in our, you know, in the return of fundamentalism is the last desperate gasp of patriarchy trying to hold on to control. We're trying to say this is the righteous path, people. You know, you're going to be pitchforked into hell if you don't, you know, block the immigrants at the at the at the wall and 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 it's just it's astounding. But it it really is the last gasp of a not a dying consciousness. But we cannot live just in our left brains alone. We cannot just depend on technology and logic. We're missing our essential heart and spirit, and we're missing the very lungs of life itself, breathing joy and and unlimitedness and unlimited possibilities and creativity. You know, the feminine is all about beauty and art and creativity, and and we're missing that. I mean, do we teach art in our schools anymore? No. No. Do we no, teach do we music? Teach no. No. Why is it, that? You know, it, and you talk about the ego. I want to bring that up too because um, what is what did Apollo say about the ego? What did he enlighten you when it came to the ego? I know you wrote a book about it, but anything different than what you knew? No. Um, actually, no. He just was very adamant about the need for women especially to wake up to the fact that we're missing we're not expressing our full selves that we are dressed up like little men and we are operating as men in this world and that there is a whole other world inside of us that we need to open up to and explore and it and it's so interesting because you know i i we were talking earlier i'm a, i'm a writing coach and i work especially with women because i've found women are almost more shut down when it comes to expressing vulnerability and deep emotions um in their writing than men and i was like what the hell but you know because what apollo was pointing out to me is like oh my god we are so wounded 
we are so afraid to show any amount of emotion or or um, largesse, any any amount of un- why? Because we'll be criticized. Because we'll be yes, we'll be criticized. We'll be seen as hysterical. We'll be seen as uh, you know as illogical, and we don't we don't want to be labeled like that. We want to be valid. We want to be credible. So what's credible in our world? Left brain function, logic, aggression, power over, all of those things that are masculine. So we've, mm. you know, we, we had to do this, Nancy. We had to, ev- women had to evolve into mm. left brain function. That's what we had to become whole. We've had to do this dance. It's beautiful. This, it's an evolution for us now. But now we, have but now we need to balance, you. yes? We should but, balance at this point. Exactly. But now yes. what we've got to do is resurrect and remember the rest of us. We've got to, you know, I swear to God, the reason that Hillary Clinton wasn't elected, why she lost the election, it's because she never could convince people of her feminine side. And now what is that? It's compassion. Yeah, she tried to be masculine the whole time, huh? Well, she is masculine. She didn't try to be. She has had to be to survive in this world and to live and do well. She's done it immaculately. But she could never convince people of her humanity, her feminine nature, which is compassionate, inclusive, emotional, heart-based. She never could really accurately, she tried desperately to, to set up photo ops that showed her her heart. But I don't think people really trusted her to to go there. And right. it was just like she was just a guy and she was a woman in a pantsuit. And I'm not yeah. criticizing. I think she's a, an incredible, incredible woman. But she's like so many of us, completely castrated as far as her her feminine nature. Because No, that's not- true. That's true. I can think, and as you're saying this, I'm thinking, okay, how did that happen to me? Well, I was a real estate agent, and I still am, and I... You know, I wore a suit all the time. Why did I wear a black suit and a white shirt? You mm-hmm. know, I never wore a dress. I always wore a black suit, pants and That's a jacket. Right. And I had to be tough or yep. tougher than the guys, you know? Yep. So, yeah, I guess you're correct. Absolutely. <laughs> I learned that in the world of television. I had to man up and be one of the guys. And yeah. what I what, what is really insidious, and this is one of the things Apollo really woke me up to, is the languaging even around feminine qualities. We think about the feminine in masculine terms. So, <laughs> so emotionalism, vulnerability, that's seen as a weakness. Right. You know, emotions are seen as a weakness because we're looking at it through the masculine lens. If you're looking at, at intuition, it's, it's, it's fluffy, it's airy fairy, it's bullshit. I know. That's how I feel, you know, because I'm a really good psychic. And I it really bothers me when people make it ooey gooey and weird and don't believe because it comes from God. It's not coming from me. It's just how in tune you are. And it's been made fun of. And that's, we're, we're looking at all things feminine through the masculine lens, and we've come to despise it. Yeah. And this is what Apollo liter- almost literally rubbed my nose in. He took me to some very dark places inside of me. Wow. Hey, we got about 15 seconds uh, before we go to break, but oh, we're going to well, talk okay. more talk about, about this with Kate Montana when we come back. This is a wonderful conversation, you guys. The book is called Apollo and Me. It's Kate with the C-A-T-E Montana. All right, we'll be right back, you guys. 
Road and more. Don't forget to visit Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to sign up for her intuitive personal coaching program or to book a psychic reading. Kids from Oklahoma, man, we don't waste it. I'm just trying to paint the picture for Halloween is almost here, and the Scarecrows, or Tatty Dooleys, as the Scottish call them, are out. But Halloween is all about trick-or-treating, and that means candy. The average American eats 24 pounds of candy a year, and most of that consumption occurs around Halloween. What do you call a person who loves to eat? A grand gosier. Popular costumes for this year are happy face and wink face emojis. Of course, since it's a presidential election year, there are various costume choices for those who wish to dress up as Democratic candidate Hillary Clinton or Republican candidate Donald Trump. If you ask me, the only thing scarier than Halloween this year is the presidential election. What's another word for the fear of Halloween? Sam Hainophobia. It's marching day. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hey, welcome back to High Road to Humanity. And hey, we've got a new sponsor that I want to talk about real quick. It's bestradiotravel.com. And for all the people who listen to my show, if you go to bestradiotravel.com slash Nancy, they will give you some really good deals on your hotels. So you guys need to check that out. Make sure you don't forget about it when you're ready to book. Okay. We are here today with Kate Montana and Kate and I are talking about the feminine and the masculine. And I asked Kate on the break, I'm like, are we going to get this together? And she's like, I hope so. Kate, talk more about this and the message from Apollo. Cause that's really one I want to get out to the audience today. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, as I say, he took me to some very dark places inside of me where, you know, how many books have I written? How many books have I read? How many seminars have I given? How many seminars have I gone to? And yet, Would he asked you this or what? No, no. I'm, I, well, he, he know, he already knew all of that. Oh, he knew. I, I, okay. Yeah. It, it's just like, and I still was deeply insecure. There was a place of self-loathing in me that I just couldn't get over. And I was so unconscious, so I was always about having to be, you know, the superwoman. Overcompensate. Well, why do we overcompensate? We overcompensate because there's this deep cesspool of unworthiness and shame inside every woman. And that is at a DNA level. And this is what he told me, and he's absolutely correct. 3,000 years of sexual abuse, being put in chains, being owned, being raped, being chattel, being marginalized, being unheard, being uneducated, being relegated to the, to the ashes and the cinders in the corner, and sit down, shut up, spread your legs. This has had an indelible impact on humanity, women especially. Men are equally damaged, just in a different way. But the 3,000 years, this kind of emotional and physical abuse imprints our DNA. It's called epigenetics. The emotions that we feel as we're being raped and traumatized and abused is imprinted in our genetics. We pass it down to our children. 
It's called The Sins of the Fathers and Our Mothers. And this is what Apollo wanted me to face and write about. And that's why I wrote Apollo and Me, is to shine a light on this dark, as I say, a cesspool of unworthiness and self-shame in women, especially. Because so we have... yeah. How do we change this? I mean, is it yeah. one woman? Woman at a time coming to One this realization is the only way I know you would change the energy. Is that right? Yep. Exactly. We, you know, you've got to see something before you can change it. Right. So I think, you know, going to one more seminar is not going to do it. You know, getting one more notch on your belt, you know, conquesting the, the latest board of directors of whatever corporation you're heading is never going to bring that deep satisfaction and that deep self-love. So what is going to do that? You know, we've got to realize that there's more to us as women. We've got to be able to honor our heart. We've got to be able to express and honor our, our emotions, our, our desire for inclusivity. You know, the, the, the masculine is all about exclusivity, being king of the mountain. And, yeah, fine being king of the mountain and queen of the mountain, but let's do it with heart. Let's mm -hmm. reach. Let's do something about the bloody camps on the border where children are separated, you know, from their from their mothers. Let 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 heart lead as much as the mind. They have to work together. I agree so, with that completely. I really so, do because we don't. And I've learned recently. I guess I'm a slow learner, but <laughs> I've learned recently how to think with my heart instead mm -hmm. of my head. And when you think with your heart, I've learned that you always get like if you ask your heart a question, and you just listen, you'll get the right answer because yep. your heart doesn't lie. Nope, it's the most trustworthy talisman. To, to lead you. The body right. never lies. The body doesn't know how to lie. The mind is screwed up endlessly with all of its agendas. <laughs> and true. we could get into a whole conversation about that and the ego, but um, following your heart is there. It sounds so simple. It almost sounds too simple, but it is so true. If, if everybody left started leading more with their heart and yes, use your, right. use your logical mind. It's there for a reason. Dear God, it's wonderful, right. but don't, throw the other half of existence out the door and marginalize it because it doesn't fit into your narrow, structured, logical, left-brain, masculine point of view, which mm -hmm. is what we've done. So, yeah, yeah em embracing are that those intuitive hits, those feelings, um, move into that space and own it, be proud of it, rather than ashamed. Recognize when you do start to pull back from honoring that beautiful heart-based part of you and recognize when you're, when you're, we know when we pull our punches. Mm -hmm. We know when we're not being really true to ourselves and our deepest, our deepest hearts. We know that. We know when we compromise. And you know, now well, is not the time for compromise, Nancy. Now is the time to get off our butts and really dig deep. And this is so hard because we have been so taught to judge our hearts. I know. I compassion. agree with you completely. And I think, see, now here's what I think, Kate, about this. And I agree with you wholeheartedly on everything you're saying because here's the deal. I really believe that if more of us, we have to work on ourselves. You can't do it for anybody else because we all have our little you know, mission here while we're on earth. And so if everybody can look within inside themselves, or if a lot of people can do it, what happens is then the energy changes. And if they 
other people see me changing and you changing, then they say, hey, what's going on? Why is she so happy? Why is she so fulfilled? I want to be fulfilled too. How do I do that? That's what I think. Exactly. That is how it works. Yeah. And and it's really simple. (laughs) And and it's really hard. I know. I I agree. I mean, you know, meeting Apollo, that moment changed my life. Because up until that point, I was on a very still masculine trajectory. Um, I was going to tell the world about enlightenment and the ego, and I was going to become a spiritual teacher. And this is a whole other conversation. And what I realized after I wrote Apollo and Me and was that that was the wrong path for me, that it was more of my kind of left brain structure. And my whole life dissolved after I met Apollo and wrote this book. Um, I walked away from everything that Simon and Schuster had set up for me. I walked away from being a teacher. I walked away, became a complete recluse for a year and a half. I thought I was a total failure. Um, and then finally through that dark night, I, I realized that I was so driven by, again, my need for success, my need to be queen of the mountain. Mm-hmm. And that I, you know, I, there was still this huge ego part of me, not my heart that my heart desperately wanted to open and come out and shine and give me a different life. And that's what Apollo did. I, you know, as I say, I walked away from everything, and then when I finally looked at that masculine desire for fame, fortune, success, and all of those terms, it was a lie. It's not it the success, never- is it? It's not as successful as you thought. Maybe it wasn't what you thought it was. It wasn't at all, and I had to really own that at a fundamental level so that I could come out and really be honest about what's really important, which is love, which is about inclusivity, which is about compassion, which is about following your heart. And and it may lead you in the exact opposite direction that you logically think you want to go for survival. It's all about, you know, the masculine is all about power over and survival. We've got to go beyond that to become these beautiful, dancing, enlivened, passionate, limitless possibilities inside of us. But that only comes through through the feminine nature. Right. Well, yeah, because right now it's like whoever has the most dice with the most toys wins, and that's not the case. That's. Well, yeah, and it, that's exactly that is exactly the masculine um, philosophy. I know, and you know where that dies with the most us. toys wins. <laughs> yeah, and that takes us right down into global dis- catastrophe and destruction. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like everybody is. Uh, it's as if we're in a lifeboat, Nancy, and everybody in the boat has gotten onto the left hand, the right hand side of the. Uh, sorry, the left hand side of the boat with mental logic and aggression and power over, and the he who dies with the most toys wins attitude the masculine we're all on the masculine side of the boat women have gone over there what happens when everybody's on one side of a bloody lifeboat yeah it tips over huh exactly (laughs) (laughs) so you know apollo was all about that oh my god the things that he told me about jesus and mary magdalene and what do you say about jesus and mary magdalene because we only Uh, have like maybe i don't know seven eight more minutes tell us about that because that really interests me well you know he, Apollo was trying, with, with having women in his temples as the priestesses um, and, and uplifting women, Apollo was trying to keep the door open for the balance of the masculine and feminine to stay intact until the coming of the time of the Christos. 
Now, yeah. of course, that's the coming of the Christ. The coming of yeah. the Christ can it, the Christ can be a man or a woman. It, it's not gender specific. It's got nothing to do with that. It's about the the opening and the flowering of a balanced human being, masculine and feminine, left mm-hmm. brain, right brain, equally flowered. And yeah. so his whole I had no idea, but Apollo told me that basically Christ was a feminist that he was all about the divinity in man and woman as equals. Well, yeah, because Mary Magdalene hung out with him. Oh, Mary Magdalene was his wife. There you go. And, you know, and, they and he had, respected her, and he respected her, and they were on the same, they, they, he treated her equally, correct? Well, he, she was his equal. So. She yeah. was his equal in every respect. None of the uh, bless bless the you know, Peter and Paul. Some of the worst misogynists on the planet at that time detested women. You know, Mary, get behind us, Mary. I mean, you know, a woman should not even be allowed to live. Uh, it, it was horrific the judgment against women that was alive in, in that day, and Jesus's original plan. And here we get to the, the underlying plot, diabolical plot of Apollo and me, that Apollo talked to me about. Is there is a dark force, there is a dark intelligence that is wanting to keep humanity at its, each other's throats, keep men and women at each other's throats, keep the divine feminine love intuition, spiritual flowering, inclusivity, compassion, keep that locked in a box, kick that to the curb. There is an intelligent force at work trying to keep humanity down and controllable and usable for its own purposes. I see. Well, that, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Behind, and that was, that was the force behind Jesus' eventual execution and crucifixion. Because Jesus, Apollo told me, Jesus' intention was to to travel with Mary and teach for years as equal, side by side. That was the original plan. Wow. And that makes sense because that's, yeah, that makes total sense. Yep. But because of the rule of the land at the time, he couldn't acknowledge Mary as his wife because that would have, no matter what he did, if he'd acknowledged her as his wife, it would have made her automatically subservient to him because that was the law of the land. The wife was subject to the husband, Uh, period. That's why it was kept a secret. The only reason it was kept a secret. Well, listen, we got about 30 seconds to go. Thank Ah! you. I know. Thank you for coming on the show today. I have to thank you and and you guys get her book it's called apollo and me and it's a wonderful read um you can get it at barnes and noble or at amazon.com or go to kate montana and that's c-a-t-e-m-o-n-t-a-n-a.com if you can find her and we're just excited that you're here i hope you'll come back and visit us again kate nancy i'd love to be on the show again we have a lot to talk about girl yes ma'am thank you so much (laughs) have a great one To sign up for my intuitive life coaching or a psychic reading, visit my website, www.nancyyearout.com. My email address is nancy at highroadtohumanity.com. So have a fabulous week and know that by staying on the high road, you will make it to your destination.